Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Only one place in Kansas City to find CDOT's random hypothetical button game. The Drive. 610 Sports Radio. KCSB Kansas City. WDAFHG2 Kansas City. A radio.com sports station. What's up? Welcome into Overtime. It's Jillian, Chris Uno, Cero, and not Julio. Who we got in the booth with us Rocco Scarcello. What up? What up, players? <laughs> <laughs> Continuing live and local here on 610. Oh, well, it's a 610 live and local Saturday. Yes. So yeah. we're continuing that coverage. Yes. And we have a... Uh, a shortened show because uh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, as I did not realize K State was playing at five o'clock until noon. That's because no one has anything on their brain other than the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. And so my girlfriend and was I'm like, "Okay with it." My girlfriend was like, "Oh yeah, you know, K State plays at five. I was like, "Oh really?" And so Shout I had to text. To her. I, had to, I had to text back, and and we had to get the time down. So four o'clock is when our K State coverage starts. But look at her keeping on and making she's, sure she's she's K State alum, so that's the only reason why. Or she's just trying to like keep you in check. It was it, she it, knows somebody's got to do it. It just it just happened in conversation. I don't think <laughs> she was planning it that way. Uh, whatever, I'm trying to give some props there. But anyway, we're happy you're with us. Thank you to uh, Dusty for entertaining me on my drive up from Wichita this morning. Some good stuff there. Um, anywhere you go across the state right now, it's simply just red and gold everywhere. Chiefs, 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 and I am absolutely loving it. Yeah, it's really cool. Like looking at downtown. Obviously, Union Station, they've got the Chiefs banners up there, and they put the little, they got that little, last week it was the KC Loves Mahomes sign. Yes. And then, then it's just a regular Chiefs sign now. And the Marriott has Super Bowl bound. Yeah, Super Bowl bound, flashing on it, and then they flash an arrowhead every now and then. Cool. I think there's a Marriott down in Overland Park. I think it's like right off of 435. They yep. always do sports related stuff there or they'll have the christmas wreath there around yes. christmas time yeah. but yeah they've got the they've got that perennial arrowhead over there yeah. off of the uh with doing with the lights there so we are really really feeling the chiefs right oh, yeah. now and oh, it's yeah. great because we usually don't feel it like this this this, this late into football season <laughs> usually we're like looking at draft mock drafts and we're talking about if the coach should be fired or not Who's going to be the quarterback? What are we going to do to shore up the defense? All these moves that we are expecting the team to make in the offseason. And then we're looking at prop bets for the Super Bowl for, for the next Sunday. And now, and I've seen a lot of posts on social media. It's like, this will be my first Super Bowl party where I actually care about the teams. I, know, I actually wild. care about the result of the game. And, and it's going to be different. In a good way, for sure. Obviously, Pro Bowl tomorrow. Uh, typically, we have guys playing, suiting up. I know in 2009, we did not. But for the past stretch, we've had 
multiple players. Yeah. Uh, not this year. We do have one cheerleader. You know, I'm going to shout out Lauren for repping the Chiefs. She will be on the <laughs> sideline. She's been killing it all week. If you need to go check out her uh, Chiefs cheer on Instagram, she's literally crushing it. She looks amazing front and center on the poster. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah, she should be. She's yes. rooting for the, the Chiefs. The t- team represents the, one of the Super Bowl teams. And I have to share, so obviously I was in Wichita this morning, um, and, you know, all week that's where I am. And so driving through uh, downtown Delano is just a fun little area there, and uh, Blake Bell came from Wichita. Oh, so yeah. tight end Blake yeah. Bell snagged a touchdown in the, in, the, in the divisional game. Divisional game, yeah. Um, his uncle played for the Chiefs back in the day, and the Bell brothers own a store, and they have on their sign outside, Blake Bell and the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl bound. And stuff like that, this time of the year, I've just never experienced it like you were just talking about. Like, yeah. It is on a whole nother level, you know, driving around. Just everybody is in red and gold asking about the game. What are your plans? It's just it, 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 the city is due for this and deserves it and is just embracing it. It's so cool. We almost overlooked Fan Fest, right? It's almost like, oh, yeah. hey, don't forget. Don't forget Royals yeah. Fan Fest this weekend. It's almost one of those things where it's like we've never had anything take attention away from Fan Fest. Yeah. You know, and now it's, I mean, what a problem to have, you know? Yeah. So many exciting things in Kansas City sports right now. Yeah, and it's like, it's cool because like we can look forward to seeing a lot of those prospects come up for the Royals mm-hmm. this season. You know, hopefully we see some of those big pitching prospects come up this year. But it's also really cool because we can be excited about that. And it's good that they did it this week yeah. instead of doing yeah. it next week <laughs> during Super Bowl weekend. That would be like chopping yeah. up their foot. That would not be good. Yeah, so it's really good that they're doing that. But then, you know, this week we've, you know, we're, it's, we're excited. Like, we're going to be a little bit more buzzed about the Royals just because we know that next weekend is yeah. Super Bowl week. And we know that it's the Super Bowl. And, like, we can watch the Pro Bowl tomorrow and not give a damn about it, not care about it, because we know that our players aren't in it. Right. We can just be like, okay, we'll watch this, you know, bad exhibition game, and we can enjoy it for what it is because we know that this is not going to be the last time we're going to see Chiefs players play football for the next few months. We know that we got another week of that. Right. So I'm, Which is so rare. But it's very rare. It's, <laughs> we want to know, though, are you going to watch the Pro Bowl? So chime in, hit us up on the Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line. Hit us up and let us know if you're going to watch. Um, does it help the, the time go by, this two weeks from the AFC Championship to the Super Bowl? Does it does it help the time fly by? Because I know it's been like, oh, my gosh, it's dragging on. Like, I think the countdown's eight days now, right? Yeah, it's eight days. It was funny because when they did the skills competition <laughs> earlier this week, I forgot that they were doing the skills competition. Because we're not invested. We have nobody to watch. I've been watching people blaspheme the chiefs uh, all week you know like uh we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about this later on in the show Stephen a smith blaspheming whew. patrick mahomes and it's like it's it's really cool because we're just not used to it we're used to having our hearts broken in the divisional round and then the rest of the way it's just kind of like well i don't want to see tom brady win another super bowl right or I don't really like this team, so I don't want to see them. Or I've got money on this team, so I want my money to pay off with the with the Super Bowl victory for who I bet on. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Or I put some money on a certain prop. Hopefully that whoever the hell sings the national anthem reaches the two-minute marker or whatever so I can get that payoff. That's what we are rooting for. But now we actually have a horse in the race, right. and that's so exciting. <laughs> And it's it's different because we've never had that before. Yeah. Unless you're one of these people that has a second team 
And which I, is a lot of people. I a lot think. of people. A lot of people. And when I, I'll admit it, when I was younger, I was I, I was I was down with the Pats back in the two thousands. Okay, so I was down on. with the Pats. How long did they have to win Super Bowls before you're like, screw Tom Brady? Because <laughs> for a while, to me, I'm not gonna lie. There were a couple years there. It was a cool thing. Drew Bledsoe was injured. This nobody. Until we got Patrick Mahomes. Starts doing cool. It was until we got. But Patrick you wait, 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 wait. You were cheering for the Patriots. Tell Patrick I wasn't cheering for them, but I was down like with them until oh. until we got Mahomes. Because I hated Alex Smith. So are you a bandwagon fan? I'm not a bandwagon. I wasn't. I didn't though? buy any Patriots gear. I, I wasn't buying any Patriots gear. I wasn't rocking a Tom Brady jersey, but I, I like to see because I wanted to see the What was your take on a Chiefs Patriots game? Where would you fall? Oh, I was always Chiefs. Okay, like, but Chiefs you just wanted always, Tom Brady to throw for I like five hundred. I just wanted to see greatness. <laughs> That's all it was. I didn't care about the team. Like I said, for I hated Peyton Manning. I hate Peyton Manning. I despise that man. Naturally, just hate that guy. Like for me, I just I was rooting for greatness. It's like you know how people are like if their favorite NBA team doesn't win the NBA doesn't make the playoffs or loses the playoffs, they're gonna root for the best player. The they're gonna root for the Warriors just because they want to see greatness. That that's what it was for me. But I wasn't like a Patriots fan or anything. Mm-hmm. Backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. That's what yeah. it sounds like. But I was, a bit. but I was like I wanted to see them be great. Did you I wanted see, to see that. Did you want to see Terrell Davis and John Elway do great? I didn't like Terrell Davis. You didn't I, like TD. I didn't like TD. That was I, the one. I hated fight. John Elway because I hate I hate John Elway's face. And I'm not going <laughs> to root for fair. any. I'm That's not fair. rooting for any team in our in our division. I'm not rooting for any team. I'm not going. I'm not going to root. Chiefs in, fan, you yeah. can't like I, I just like do that. I'll tell you this. I got so much joy. I felt like I watched my favorite team win the Super Bowl when the Bucks beat the crap out of the Raiders in the Super Bowl. It, back in the O two season, because it was the right because the Raiders got their asses whooped. Like, I was feeling the Bucks that year. <laughs> I really loved watching that defense, and I just remember getting so much joy when the Raiders got trounced in that Super Bowl. That for me was like it was like almost like the Chiefs had, were were winning the Super Bowl because it was against the Raiders. So although Chiefs fans are good people in general, I think most Chiefs fans thoroughly probably. Probably thoroughly enjoyed watching. That. Oh yeah, no, and that's not even a bad person thing if you root against your division rival. You don't want to because you don't want them terrible ass no. Raiders fans <laughs> being like, "Well, we got another Super Bowl. Where's your Super Bowl at, Chiefs fans?" Yeah, we're still hearing it from the Broncos fans. Yeah, we're still hearing this it from Broncos fans, even though their team doesn't hasn't done a damn thing in a long time, and they've never had a quarterback as good as ours. But y'all trying to get back to where we was? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, when we rattle off all these Super Bowl victories over the next few years, people okay. are gonna be they're, they're gonna realize very soon they should have been more humble because we coming for that ass. That's and right. we still got 15 years at least of this quarterback, you know, <laughs> in, you know, health, you know, providing these days healthy. It's just yeah. starting. It's, it's finally just clicking. It's starting. Uh, from the text line 913, I have to have something to watch on Sunday, so I might as well watch the Pro Bowl. I agree. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll Completely. watch it. And then, like, there's the Royal Rumble for WWE on, on Monday, on there Sunday. It is. So I'm going to watch that. Let's go ahead and plug the podcast Yeah, plug right it. Because uh, if you haven't listened to it, I did a Royal Rumble preview. It's the Heat Magnet podcast. You can listen to it. On radio on the radio.com app or you can listen to it on 610sports.com. I do preview the Royal. I give you winners. So make sure you listen to that. And on top of that, I am going to be talking about tomorrow night's Royal Rumble this Thursday when I do my podcast. So there make sure you listen, you subscribe, and you download the Heat Magnet podcast because Royal Rumble is tomorrow night. It's literally the only thing I'm probably going to care about. Heat for Magnet. Tomorrow. Yeah, the Heat Magnet. It's a solid name. Kind yeah, of is pretty cool. Is there it anything is. else you want to plug, though? <laughs> 
I don't think I have anything else to plug. Oh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah. <laughs> and follow Jillian at, at Jillian Thomas 22. And then follow uh, my boy and Rocco. At Girl That's Rocco. Girl That's Rocco. <laughs> he goes by the name Hustle Westbrook, which is actually, that's just a pretty damn good name I know. on Twitter. My God. That's a damn good name on Twitter. Solid. Uh, before we get going, while we're talking about it, um, I marked something off the bucket list and I put it on Twitter. So go find it. But I appeared in a meme. You for did. the first time. Yeah, congrats. So, really? Go check it out just because KU's playing right there. Obviously. Oh, yeah. I did. See, yeah, you were in the, the with the drum. I don't know who <laughs> made it, where it came from. It just was flooding my phone uh, the other day. And so it's on there if you want to go check it out. It was actually pretty funny because I'm I'm not a KU or K-State person. So. I wish Julio was here because we could make fun I of him. I know. And that. I planned on that. But he's not here. He's well, on vacation. Yeah, well, we'll get on. I think we have another show in a couple of weeks. Well, we'll roast him. We will roast his ass. <laughs> and he better be tan when he comes back. I'm going to I'm gonna be heated. Probably, I think he will be. He I think be. he does tan pretty well, so we if will we will have to make fun of him <laughs> for that. Yeah, no, that was that whole incident with Silvio D'Souza was really that was wild, entertaining. Dude. I love. I it was that funny because like you obviously had like Dick Vitale who was oh this is disgraceful, this is an embarrassment. He should never put on a Kansas uniform again. Get the hell out of here. That was a decent little I impression there, that. bro. I love sports fights. I don't know why ah. people get. Angry about it, I. I like love keep, you. Got to keep it on the fights. court, though. You got to keep it on the court. I love sports fights. Like one of my favorite memories as a kid was watching the Pacers Pistons brawl. I didn't see it that night, but I watched <sighs> it the next morning on Sports Center. They played it in full. It was like almost twenty minutes, and you got Bill Walton just complaining the whole. This is disgraceful, and I was like, "Shut the hell up, Bill Walton. This is entertaining. <laughs> this is great, captivating television. Sports fights are great." Like I it's want part of the game. Yes, we know it's this. a natural. They, they're emotional. Like when we see, like when the Royals were getting into their their baseball fights and whatnot back in during during the early part of the 2015 that season. Was that was great. I was like, come on, guys. I I had listeners getting pissed off at me because so I was like, man, yeah, get get angry, fight these dudes if they're trying to go out here and punk you on the on the baseball diamond. Straight out of Kaufman. Don't let these dudes. <laughs> don't let these dudes punk you like that. You got to go out there and show that you are. Not to be bleaked with, and that's what they did. And I enjoyed every part of it because it was in it. it, it sports is entertainment, and that was entertaining. It's part of the game. You can't any game, yeah. especially at a level, one of the highest levels possible. Yeah. Obviously, this college match. I mean, it's part of it. You Maybe don't pick up it. a chair. I just Maybe I, don't you pick up keep a chair it on the court, yeah. the field, the pitch, wherever you are, the yeah. ice, whatever it is. And you can't bring props to it. Yeah, you don't need to be Stone Cold Steve Austin back during the Attitude Era at WWE. But right. you know, you could. I'm cool with you throwing hands, maybe a kick, like you, a well-placed kick to the to the jaw. I like that. But I just, you don't need to throw a chair. Like, that was my, I was like, okay, maybe don't do that. But I'm cool with you throwing hands. I like that. That is entertaining for me. If you don't like it, that's cool. But I love sports fights. They are very entertaining. There's a big difference between sports fights and, like, watching NASCAR to see people crash. Completely. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not going to root for like, them to crash. Because, like, people die doing yeah. that. Like, Dale Earnhardt died doing that. Yeah. So I'm not going to root yeah. for the crashes. No, no. But I do like watching the fights afterwards because they, they'd be going at it. All the NASCAR guys. Like, one down. of the guys wrecks the other guy because, like, maybe they cut him off and they're trying to pass. And then next thing you know, like, They'll get out their car. They'll like they'll 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 pull up next to the dudes um next to the dudes pits you know the where they mm-hmm. do the pit stop mm-hmm. set and they'll hop out their car and they dive on them and they start fighting. That is great. That's the very WWE esque. It's very great. That's I love literally, it. that's literally what I see on the road sometimes. Like, yeah, literally. I want to see that. Yeah, I, these I, clowns I, just out, just rolling down windows, yelling at people, and pulling over, and I, it's, it's a mess. If someone cuts me off, I flip them off. 
and a yellow. That's not a sports fight to me. Yeah. <laughs> no. There are a couple differences between that yes. and the sports fight. Well, yes. I, like seeing, I like seeing regular fights, too, but sports <laughs> fights are great just because it's a heat of the moment. So I'm not one of these people that's going to be angry about the Sylvia D'Souza thing because, to me, that was adding to the entertainment value of the Kansas and Kansas State rivalry. I think some people might agree. Some people might disagree, but... We are going to head to break. When we come back, are people still underestimating the Chiefs' offense? And we want to know what you think about it. Overtime with Jillian and Chris, 610 Sports Radio. Quick break, and we are back. It is Overtime with Jillian and Chris. Live from the Brown and Coopin Studios, we got our boy Rocco with us today. Shout out to Rocco. Thank you all for having me. I'm, I'm sorry Julio couldn't be here, but. I mean, we're not. He's not here, sorry so that Julio good. couldn't be here. I'm we're very, not. I feel, I, we, he we wants miss, as much air time as he can get. We really miss Julio here today, and I just wish <laughs> that he could have been a part of the show. But he's, I'm glad I could be here for him. He's like uh, in one of those cartoons or whatever where you got that one guy who's just waiting for that opportunity to take the job of someone else. I'm just sitting in the shadows waiting for Julio to He's like rubbing his man. hands together. He's like, what are you like that? that what is it, that weasel dude off of um, recess? Yeah, and he's always <laughs> oh snitching. That's, that's exactly what Rocco is. He's just waiting for an opportunity for someone to bleep up so he can take that chance. Yeah, I'm looking at y'all right now. <laughs> He's over looking like, one of y'all don't show up for a show next. I'm going to be in that chair. <laughs> mm-hmm, well, quick coming for us, but we're happy you're here today because Julio's on a beach with a girly drink with an umbrella in it right now, getting a tan, and I'm jealous. Wait, yeah, that's he what he's is. doing? Yes. Yeah, oh. he's, in, he's in South Beach. He, he, we, I'm jealous. Y'all should keep me. Yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> what? Only if he doesn't bring a souvenirs bag. Like he needs to bring us some souvenirs bag. Otherwise, at least, at least a to... magnet. Y'all are worth a magnet. <laughs> no, I'm worth a t-shirt. You're worth a bracelet. I'm worth a t-shirt. You are worth a cool. Bracelet. I need a t-shirt. I need a t-shirt. But it's gonna be undersized because it's Miami, and you know how like in Miami and California, like their large mm-hmm. is different from our large. The mm-hmm. world's large. Yeah, they're not quite yeah. that out there. Yeah, like their large is like a is a medium here. And so you, you you're not gonna fit in it, but I would still like it because I know you thought of me. And he doesn't have like the the gall to buy you like a four X shirt, thinking that would be the one that. Would well, four X right. shirts is gonna be a large. Here. Right. You know he's not gonna right. bring back anything. He is concentrated on his drink and the beach, and he's with yeah. his girlfriend. So let them have their vacation. He's just, terrible. He's terrible at texting no back, so he's not gonna remember us. Yeah, Come he's on gonna now. be like, oh yeah, he can be back here. Like, oh yeah, I do have a radio show. That's exactly what he's gonna be like. I wonder who's doing that for me today. Yeah. Shout out to Rocco. I don't think I told him you were doing it, Rocco. Sometimes you don't need to know the whole truth. It just makes everybody. He just knew. He just better. knew it got filled, but <laughs> I don't think he knew it was you. <laughs> it's probably good. Maybe I told him. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Getting back to uh, the show, if you will, uh, we still are hearing some rumblings of people yes. underestimating the Chiefs. Yeah. Here was uh, Mike Florio, that idiot, talking about that idiot. this Chiefs offense <laughs> and how they must start fast against this 40, vaunted 49ers defense. 10 nothing, 17 nothing, 20 nothing. They can't do that. No, They've they cannot. They've got to come out of the gates hot. Andy Reid needs to spend the next two weeks coming up with a scheme that is aimed at allowing the Chiefs to score quickly. I don't agree. That's courtesy of Pro Football Talk. I don't know if I believe that this Chiefs team has to start fast. I don't think you want to do what you did against the Texans where you start down 24 nothing before you start putting points on the board. But I don't know if a 10 nothing deficit is going to kill you 
when we have not seen any evidence at all that there is a defense in the NFL that can stop this Chiefs offense at full power. The closest we've seen was the New England Patriots, and in the two games that the Chiefs played the New England Patriots, they gave up a combined nine points in the first half to the Chiefs. But then in the second half, they got ran, and the Chiefs were just scoring, and they they scored in gross numbers. They were scoring 30-plus points in the second half. That's not something that you're going to be able to do for an entire game. You could do that for a quarter. You could do it for a half, but you can't do it an entire game. I don't know if we are going to, if I'm going to be able to sit here and believe anybody when they say that if this Chiefs team gets behind by, by a couple of scores, that it's over. When you look at that, that 49ers offense and you look at who's playing quarterback for them, and, yeah, they can run the football, but they don't have a great quarterback. They don't have a great offensive line. Their offensive line is really good, but they're not great. And their defense is has shown to be susceptible to giving up big plays. We saw them matchups against the, the Seahawks both times, the Cardinals both times, the Falcons, the Saints. Six games where they gave up a lot of much, many more passing yards than they allowed on average per, se- per game. They can be torched. And you're going up against the best of the best. I think people might be underestimating this offense. I think what he's saying is, like, common sense. Duh, you can't spot your opponent 20 points. Clearly, we understand this. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and say I do see a lot of importance of getting out front early. I think we win the toss. We defer. We have a stop. We march down the field and score and set the tone and let them know this is what we're here to do. And we can do both sides. Make The stop is going to be huge in the beginning. And then getting points on the board. Um, I do think the momentum is going to be huge coming off of what we are coming off of. Um, but here, from the A16 on the text line, Florio is a clown, but he's right. Uh, the way we win the game is we get out ahead quick. I agree with you. I don't Adam. think you need to. I think it's ideal to do okay. it that way. I think that's like okay. that's the best plan. But this team has so much room for error with this quarterback and with this offense. And the fact that if teams double your two best pass catchers, you still have a thousand yard potential receiver <laughs> in Sammy Watkins. You have another, I mean, you have a, a receiver in McCall Hardman that was barely used for much of the season. He still almost had 600 receiving yards and six touchdowns. So you've got tons of weapons here. You've got Demarcus Robinson, who's 504 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You got weapons here. So it's not like they're going to be able to stop everybody. I think that this Chiefs team is very much capable of erasing that deficit. That doesn't mean that you want that to happen. Right. You want to Common do the sense. ideal, let's score as let's go out and let's just keep scoring as much as we can, get a lead and burn the burn the clock away with short passes and running the football. But I do not think that you need to to get out to a big lead in order to beat this Niners team because this Niners team to me Looks like one of those teams. They look like just a better version of what the Titans are. And I like we saw what happened. Titans, two-score lead twice during the first half. They were losing by four at the half, and they never were able to overcome that in the second half. I just think that there is not a team in the NFL that can hold down this offense. They just don't have the speed. They don't have the personnel. I mean, you can't – Richard Sherman can't cover everybody. I can't. He, he just ask, can't. If you ask some people, he can't cover anybody that who's not right in front of him. So <laughs> he was knows? he was getting a lot of heat. He from, got a uh, lot of heat from Revis. <laughs> but okay, so then, it, what is to be worried about at this point? At this point, the thing you were worried about is what we saw at the beginning of the Texans game, which was them completely falling apart in the first quarter. Just checked out. Just not. Yeah, even... they just were not ready. They were not 
there. They weren't in the zone. They made mental just and not just like awful horrendous. They were making little mental errors, but you too know, many of them. Yeah, they made too many in succession. Tyreek Hill just taking his focus off of trying to catch the ball, and he muffs the punt, and he ends up allowing them to score an easy touchdown. You know, I don't know what the hell happened on that block punt. Maybe they just. We're just better than you on that play, but probably well, you can't missed, afford that. You can't, you can't afford that. You gotta stop that. Can't be missing blocking assignments on a punt like that when you're already down by a touchdown. You can't have what happened on the on the first drive for the Texans, where Charvarius Ward pays too much attention to the to the fake on that screen mm-hmm. that and he lets Kenny Stills just run straight down the field uncovered. Like it's just mental mistakes like that that cost them early on. And then your talent kicks in. On defense, offense, you start getting stops. Offensively, you start being able to move the ball really quickly, and you're able to get points. Now, you're not going to be able to do it as good as you did against the Texans because that Texas defense is awful, Mm -hmm. terrible, and the Niners have the best passing defense in the NFL. But that being said, there just is not enough talent on that defense to stop this offense. They can hold them back some. They can hold them to field goals on some plays, but they're not going to be able to stop them. And so if you get a 10-point deficit, it's not a killer. Now, if you get a 24-point deficit, we're going to have to start dabbing sweat off of our foreheads with the napkin because we know that it's problematic there. But I'm not so much worried about a two-score deficit early in that game because we know how this Chiefs offense is. Isn't it interesting to think the last time we had a bye week, we came not ready to play? (laughs) It's you know just crazy because they're usually really great off the bye. But last, think about it. We spotted yeah. them twenty four points. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a in a gross way though, that makes me feel a little bit better at least. <laughs> One thing that I won't happen again, no matter okay. how bad the Chiefs. One play. thing I, I will say though is the fact that the Niners also have a two week break as well is good. I'm just you know I don't know I think that's one of those we control us we control what we do type of mentalities right yeah and. There's absolutely no excuses to not show up 100% ready. Now, yes. they're going to go down there, what, tomorrow? We understand it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to be put on Radio Row. They're going to be put at Media Day. They're going to be traced around. It's going to be a circus all week long. And so these guys have to realize, you know, obviously they're professional athletes. No, many of them have not been to this game before. Coach Reed is going to have to keep them, you know, keep it riled in, keep them focused. Don't, you know, let your your focus drift because of the circus that they're about to experience for the week, and they have to come ready to play. And the last time we saw them take, you know, have the bye week, they didn't show up, and there were no distractions like what they're about to no, experience. No, and that, that is a good point. That's one of the things that we heard a lot from the Chiefs this week when they were doing their press conferences every day. They were constantly harping on all the players, coaches, we got to stay focused. Because all these guys have been hearing from friends and family members who have been in this position, and they're like, the number one thing you got to do is avoid the distractions. Right, limit you the distractions. Watch all of the the talk shows. Watch first take, first things first, et cetera, et cetera. All you hear from former players is you have to avoid the distractions because these teams, what they do is they get in these spotlights. They get there when you have when you have media day, and they're feeling it. They're like, yeah, you know, we're in the right. spotlight now, and they don't. Focus on the game itself. And I love how one of the things that we've heard, a mantra all week long, is that we're going to focus on the game. And we're going to party afterwards. <laughs> but we're going to focus on the game. This is a business trip right. until we win the championship. And then we're going to go have fun. Right. And, well, And to their credit, though, who in the NFL as a head coach do you feel could actually do that better 
than Andy Reid, even though he only has one Super Bowl. Bill Belichick. Life. Well, yeah, okay, well, well okay. But besides, besides, besides your, him, your boy Tom Andy Brady's um, head coach, <laughs> oh then boy. besides that, then like, legitimately, <laughs> here's my boy two like, years ago. Blow, blow. Until Pat, but whatever. <laughs> Still, no, no big, no big deal better than you. Andy, right? We certainly know. I mean, just look at how he runs his week to week operations. You know, they land at the exact same time in the opposing city, no matter what city it is. Everything is so regimented and structured, and that is why guys are able to be successful. They know what to expect. They know what is expected of them, and they are prepared to be successful. So, I mean, this week is going to be a test of that. And to, to your point, I agree, Big Red's going to get the job done. Yeah, and he tried to, like, allude to how he, like, like it was so long ago that he went to the Super Bowl that he didn't really remember a whole lot that went down there well, in sure one of his press conferences. Changed, though, you know? Yeah, but he he knows how this goes. He knows how this works. He's been around there, so he he knows exactly how to prepare his team. And one of the things that he doesn't have to worry about this time around that he had to worry about back in back in uh early 2005 with that 04 Eagles team, he does not have a locker room that is waiting to implode That's like true. he had when he was there before because that Eagles team was waiting to implode, and we saw it that very next season with the whole CO, with the old TO contract situation mm-hmm. that everything blew up in their face because of the personalities that they have. But one of the things that we see, and we saw that on the podium when they were doing the trophy ceremony after the AFC Championship <laughs> game, you see Tyron Matthew, you see Patrick Mahomes, and you see Travis Kelsey, and these guys were enjoying themselves. Oh, and they were loving it. And you could tell, like, they were comrades up there they were not a group of individuals they were like brothers up there and it was really great seeing that because you know that these players really love playing with each other and they really work hard for each other and that's something that i think you could probably look at that eagle situation with andy reed back in the day and you can say that right there was a powder keg and that's that could certainly contribute to why that it didn't work out so well for him that first time he tried to get his super bowl I think things could be different. We'll see, right? Uh, let's get to break now, but when we come back, we're talking about Mahomes and all the weapons. Just talking about his greatness in general. You don't want to miss that. Overtime with Jillian and Chris, 610 Sports Radio. Listening on the Radio.com app, make sure to favorite 610 Sports Radio. Overtime with Jillian and Chris continues. Of course, we got Rocco in the booth with us today. It's another live and local Saturday, a huge Saturday to be talking about what other than our Chiefs. Eight days away from the big game. Uh, and, of course, we've got – I'm pretty confident in the leader of this team yes. on the field. Pretty yeah. confident. I think many people are looking at him and um, – just his, just who he is as a, as a player on the field, just impacting every single play. Mahomes um, is is special, um, yeah. but people are possibly questioning how many weapons the team has, and does it take away from Mahomes? Yes, here is uh, Stephen A. Smith on first take on ESPN. Trying to to trash our quarterback, but maybe not trash our quarterback. Oh, he's always got something to say. Yeah, he's he's coming pretty close. He's he's trying. To take away from the greatness of our quarterback, <laughs> here he is, courtesy ESPN. Those brothers that he's throwing the football to, Aaron Rodgers has those weapons. What's he going to do? Let's go back. Uh, let's go old school. Pick any quarterback. Troy Aikman's a three-time Super Bowl champion. He ain't never had weapons like this. 
Okay, he never had weapons like that. Dan Marino will mark. Dan Marino will mark Super Duper and Mark Clayton, and as electrifying as those dudes were, he didn't have the multitude of dudes that Travis Kelsey has at his disposal. Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow. I'm sorry, Mahomes, Travis I'm sorry, Kelsey. I'm sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Mahomes, right? Then you got Dan Fouts. He had who did he have? He had Kellen Winslow Senior. Yeah, Charlie Jordan and those boys. He didn't have that available to them. The most. I'm not talking about one or two guys. You're talking about a tight end. You're talking about three different wideouts. You're talking about guys catching the ball out of the backfield. He's got weapons all over the place with the play calling ability Damn. of an Andy Reid. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you that Patrick Mahomes is great, but my God, is he helped. And I think that there is certainly something to be said about maybe the numbers we saw last year, the 5,000 yards, the 50 touchdowns. Maybe you can say that he was very much aided by that talent. But you cannot at any point look at what he's doing right now and tell me that that it's only it's solely because he's got so many weapons. <laughs> you cannot tell me that. Like we have seen we just have seen so many teams in history. I mean, we saw what was it, what was it? Um Case Keenum. He went out there and I think it was two years ago. He had Stefan Diggs and he had Adam Thielen. I mean, just one of the nastiest receiving cores, maybe the best at that time um, in the NFL. And we saw them go to the NFC Championship game, and they get bl- they got blown out by a Nick Foles-led Eagles team. We saw the Rams, and they, they probably had a better receiving core than this Chiefs team does have this year because you had Cooper Cup, you had, uh, we had um, Brandon Cooks, and you had Robert Woods. And you actually, it was, yeah, it was, it, was, it was Robert Woods, yeah. and they had a monster offense. It was, you know, going in last season, and then they couldn't muster up any offense whatsoever in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And that Chiefs team, the week, you know, two weeks before, had no problem scoring points against that Patriots defense. So you can tell me all you want about the weapons and whatnot, but at the end of the day, the difference is the quarterback. That you can have, we've seen teams have weapons for years now. But the quarterback makes the plays that get you where you are. And if you wanted to say that last year about the weapons, you could totally make that case. Because especially because they didn't do well in the first halves in the two Patriots game games. But you cannot say that this year when you look at what he himself has done in the playoffs. And later on, late in the season, the way that he was efficient with the football, five, five interceptions, five interceptions. <laughs> And not only he probably would have had over thirty touchdowns if he would have played more than you know thirteen and a half games, and the and he was hurt as well through much of the season, and he still was out there making plays that no quarterback in the NFL makes. Like you can look at some of these years with some of these quarterbacks, you can point to weapons, you can point to some of the success that Kirk Cousins has had, some of the success that Jared Goff has had, some of the success that Case Keenum has had, et cetera, et cetera. You can't point to weapons and say that the quarterback is is only helped is only putting these numbers up because of their weapons, especially because you can look at Baker Mayfield and you look at his weapons (laughs) and he didn't do a damn thing this year. No. So from the text line, uh, why anyone plays his NFL takes anymore is beyond me in regards to Stephen A. Smith. I just think Stephen A. just likes to be, you know, he just likes to stir the pot. He just likes to get people talking. Yeah. And he was, he was skeptical on Mahomes last year, early in last year. He didn't really want to jump on the whole bandwagon there, so he's kind of, this has been his position. He just likes to stir the pot and have an opinion, but there is no way you can tell, you can take anything away from Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what we're calling it, but the run 
where he broke out left. Everybody thought he was going outside. He twinkle-toed up the lines, cut back inside, spun around two defenders, and found found the end zone. <laughs> like what? I don't know what Such we're calling it, play. but that play right there, you cannot take anything away from that man. Not only the mentality, but the physicality, the agility, the athleticism he displayed. I mean, you can't take anything away from him. But there is on the text line here, huh, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. What are you talking about? I agree with Stephen A. The weapons that he has elevates his game. Sure. So clearly we're not saying that it doesn't elevate who he is, but you can't take anything away from him. It Mahomes. makes his job easier, but it does not. That's not the same thing. Like, for me, like, when I look at Mahomes, he is not simply just, like, numbers or anything. He's doing things that do, that the weapon – it doesn't matter who the weapons are. Right. The way that he – I mean, the, the run he had – what what did Travis Kelsey do to help that run happen? <laughs> he just ran down the field. You know, what did what did Tyreek Hill do on the, to help right. him make that run? Nothing. He just ran down the field. It does space the defenders out. There yeah, is something but, to that. But, but in that case, I could have I could have done what Tyreek did on that play because I all you have to do is just run straight. All you got to be is be Tyreek. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, all right. you have to do is stand there. <laughs> yeah, like, like run a four three. But to the point, like I obviously the weapons elevate and and, and kind of enhance his 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 greatness but you cannot take anything away from him like the no look pass right left that wasn't pass. that like, wasn't weapons the left-handed pass that wasn't weapons all those throws he makes where he's him. tight roping on the line of scrimmage like we saw in the against the texans in the divisional round like we saw against the um against the broncos where he made i think i think it was at least one throw where he threw across his body body right at the line of scrimmage and he's able to throw it across his body and get it on target to to uh, Travis Kelsey in open field and get it in the red zone. That is not something that's a weapons thing. The left hand throws against the Broncos too last year. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's not a weapons thing. That is that's a that's Mahomes thing. Mahomes yeah. thing. And Every so you time. can point to all these other things. You can point to him being able to just bomb the ball down the field because, uh, like what would happen with the Sammy Watkins touchdown. Like you could say that's a weapons thing because it's just. They got they got a double team two guys so one of these guys is going to get open down the field and they're going to burn their guy and, and and get that touchdown but you can't tell me that all these amazing plays that we see Mahomes make on a regular basis the jump pass against the Titans during the regular season you can't tell me that that's weapons that is just simply Patrick Mahomes being better than any other quarterback that plays football right now right. and I just don't think you have an argument against that no and, and, well and Jillian to what you said about the run earlier did you see the picture on Twitter no. Oh, I mean, I saw a few, but so there was know. a there's a picture. There's a lot of pictures on yeah. Twitter. Dude. So, right, well, that's a I guess fair. I saw more video to be honest. <laughs> well, so there's a there's an indisputable picture on Twitter that in that touchdown run, mm -hmm. our quarterback actually kind of fumbled the ball. He the did ball fumble. He did physically fumble. left his his. It was no longer in his yeah. possession. But he recovered, and, he did, and nobody and nobody knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yo, this is the difference between that guy and. 31 and every backup in the league. Well, I yeah. would say even rewind to where he decides to just go for it. I, I would say 9 out of 10 QBs are just out of bounds right there. Yeah. Right? They're just going out of bounds. I, I said this. <laughs> maybe 10. I mean, maybe he's right. the, I After we did it. I, I mean, I, I just remember I was like, I thought he was going to step out of bounds. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to step out of bounds, and then he cut back in. He had a spin move. Right. And then he just kept churning. He made that little dive for the end zone and was able to keep hold of the ball. Uh, like that's not something that like I don't think Aaron Rodgers is making that play. I think he's sliding or running out of bounds. Drew Brees isn't doing that. Tom Brady slow ass definitely ain't doing that. Honestly, it's such a mentality thing with him. It was he knew he was going and no one was going to stop him, and that's yeah. what makes him so special to me. Yeah, like there's there's a special kind of athlete that makes that kind of play, mm -hmm. and the weapons around you does not matter. Nope. It's nope. it's about your ability as a, as a player, and he is maybe the one of the one of very few, maybe Lamar, maybe Russell Wilson are the only only two guys besides him that make that run. Mm -hmm. And I just I just don't think you can take that away from him. Because 
because of what he has. You could look at some of these numbers that he's put up in his first two years as a starter, and you could say, okay, weapons. But you can't look at the amazing throws and and the amazing plays he makes as a player yeah. and hold that against him. No, that run will be in his highlight reel. Yes. I think Carrington said it first, but in his highlight reel when he is inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely. All right, when we come back, this Super Bowl, is it more about Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes? Stay tuned. Overtime with Jillian and Chris, 610 Sports Radio. Download the Radio.com app to listen to 610 Sports Radio wherever you are. Welcome back in. Thanks for staying with us. It's another live and local Saturday. It's your girl, Jillian. I'm with Uno, Cero, and Rocco for some overtime today. And it's been a good show so far. We appreciate all the chiming in on the text line. Feel free to keep it up. We want to know what you're thinking as far as who this Super Bowl, who's it about more? Is it about Andy Reid? Is it about Patrick Mahomes? What are you guys thinking? Obviously, both names totally deserving of being involved in this conversation. Um, throughout the week, it's really been cool to hear players, not only former, but current and the same with coaches, current coaches, former coaches under Andy Reid, all just saying, man, we got to do it for a, we got to do it for big red. We got to do it. He deserves it. Yeah. We all know that he is considered the best coach without a ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do think this game is about him. I, I think it's about yeah. Andy. I, I think it, especially cause the players are making it about Andy Reid. They are the ones, and you hear them whenever they whenever they are talking about Andy Reid and about how we, we want to win one for coach because these guys know. They listen to the media. That's something that Travis Kelsey talked about very uh, heavily after, uh, after they won. Here's Travis Kelsey talking about wanting to win one for Andy Reid. Um, I love Coach Reid, man. He's, he's definitely a part of the motivation. You know, we're, uh, we're sick of hearing – what the uh, what the media says about him, how he can't get the big one done, and uh, you know what, we uh, we knocked one off the list, got the Lamar Hunt Trophy back here in uh, in Kansas City for the Hunt family, and you know what, we still got one more to one more goal to knock off the list. And then here is Tyron Matthew talking about wanting to win one for Andy Reid. Man, it's, it's everything. Uh, you think about Coach Reid and really all the people he's a impacted positively you know you talk about all the head coaches that you know he's putting those positions and you know all the hall of fame players that came under him um, uh, i think this win is definitely for him and lamar hunt no doubt these guys really want to win one for the coach because andy reed has got a re- great reputation amongst his former players his colleagues his coaches and you know front office executives there's a lot of guys that you'll see in the media guys you know especially lewis riddick who's really good friends with him because he used to work for him when he was with the eagles talks about all the time about the greatness of Andy Reid. We hear about it all the time for former players and whatnot. And it sucks that so many people in the media, fans, will hold the fact that he does not have a Super Bowl victory against him as far as as his legacy goes. I talked about this pretty heavily on Monday when I was continuing that 50 hours for 50 years coverage. And I, I was like, he shouldn't need to win a Super Bowl to get into the Hall of Fame when you consider his legacy, when you consider right. the amount of winning he's done and all of the quarterbacks that he's produced in this league. Right. He's had a lot of success as a coach. And especially if you look at look at the number of co- number of head coaches and that have just that have started coaching their respective teams after twenty fifteen. It's a large majority of the league. Most of these coaches do not last longer than four or five years where they're at. And Andy Reid 
it, he's been in his place. I think Bill Belichick is the only head coach I can. I know off the top I'm of my head. I think Bill Belichick is the only one that's been at his oh, – Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. So Belichick and Tomlin are the only two coaches that I know of that have been at their place longer than he than he has been with the Chiefs. That's saying something about what he can do as a head coach, the fact that he's only missed the playoffs once here in Kansas City, well, even I, though he's had Alex Smith as a starting quarterback. I mean, <laughs> that's just saying a lot about what kind of coach he is, and that's the reason why – these guys want to win because he's been getting unfair rap from a lot of people. And that's super fair. But on that same note as Alex Smith was the quarterback, uh, you know, for three years in Kansas City or however long they were together. Five years. Five, my bad. <laughs> Seemed like 10. But with that being said, like. Oh, it did. I know. Right? I, you know I was saying? counting the years down. But like everybody will remember that Andy won that Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. And there is something, in my opinion, to the passing of the guard. That's why I wanted Tom Brady to knock off Tom Brady. Or- uh, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes to knock off Tom Brady and then Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. in that order. I mean, it would have been the perfect passing. But with that being said, I mean, you can't take it away from Big Red. That's no, so it's no. everybody wants this for him. I did love the foreshadowing there with with Brady going down, then Rodgers going down. Like that was pretty cool to see Mahomes rise. And again, this is not taking anything away from him. If anything, it's just a nod to him that he does have the chemistry with Reed. But I mean, when players are coming out, Donovan McNabb was coming out. Um, even. Um, Travis Kelsey's brother, his first name Jason. is Jason, Jason, thank you, at the championship game talking mm-hmm. about Big Red, talking about we got to do it for them, just wanting him to get the ring so badly. I mean, what other, I mean, Doug Peterson coming out, talking about it. What else do you need? You know what I'm saying? Like, that is just the coaching tree, the players, everybody is in support of him. That's got to be the best feeling for him. Mm-hmm. But how do you think he takes it? Do you think he even, like, lets I, that affect him? Or I think, do you think he's, he's, I think he's trying to do his best to compartmentalize that yeah. and keep that away from his thoughts. Yeah. Because then you're going to start feeling pressure because you got all these people like, dude, you need to right. win a championship, man. True. I, I, I'll tell you this, the players, though, I think more than anything, that's going to be the fuel for the players. More than their own personal gain that will come from winning the, the Super Bowl, it's going to be the gain that their coach is going to have for this. Because... Andy Reid is such a great reputation in the NFL from current and former players, current and former executives, coaches, etc. These guys love Andy. Yeah. They oh, yeah. want Andy to get his proper due from people. And you know how we are. You know how people are in the media. We kind of judge you by the easiest of qualifications. The reason why, like, uh, Eli Manning is going to get to the Hall of Fame even though he doesn't deserve it. Because he, oh. he beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Even though he has an even record for his career. And, I mean, he's going to get into the Hall of Fame because of what he did in those two Super Bowls against the Patriots. It's just easy for us to do it that way. And I think that's the reason why so many people have been holding uh, Andy Reid's lack of a Super Bowl victory against him because it's just easy to do it that way because you don't have to do any research. You don't have to listen to people talk about his legacy. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to really look at his impact on the game. He has had a major impact on football in in the across the board, like we just said, players, yeah. coaches, executives. Yeah, and not only that, but just like just from a str- strategy standpoint, mm-hmm. he's the one that really helped usher in this pass first style that a lot of teams play now. Mm-hmm. He was the one that was doing the sixty forty pass to run offense back in the mid two thousands, and he was getting criticized for it because of what football had you know used to be before they changed the illegal contact rules to being within five to being after five instead of after ten, and he really innovated that style of offense, bringing college offenses into the league. He was one of the guys that pushed that, and that's not something that you have you have seen very many coaches do. 
Like Bill Walsh ushered in the West Coast offense. You know, we saw the you know the Coriel with the with the uh, run and shoot offense. We saw so many of these guys put in these you know have these big changes that affected how teams strategize in the NFL over the long term. There's very few coaches that you can look at and say had an impact like Andy Reid has had on modern day football. And he's not going to get his credit. He's not going to get his just due from many people simply because of the fact that he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Right. And I think um, even amongst the fans, well, like when he returned to Philly a couple years back for oh, the yeah. game and got the standing ovation. Yeah. I thought that was incredible. Mm-hmm. From the text line, I love this. <laughs> From the 816, you guys just know Andy has some plays he's been holding out for 15 years to unleash once he gets back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, Maybe yeah. not 15 years, oh, but 15. definitely at least you. the last couple years. years. You just won the text line today. Thank you. I Maybe love the last three or four years. Because I, I, you, we know he was drawing up this offense for a few <laughs> years when he had Alex Smith. Yeah, but knowing Andy, he probably started planning these plays before the last Super Bowl he coached it. Well, he no, he, did, well, he, didn't, well, he, didn't, he didn't do that because he needed – when he got hired – here in Kansas City, he actually hired someone to teach him how to play the spread offense because he didn't really know the spread offense. That's intriguing. Like that. Yeah, he actually hired somebody. That's, a, that's like a true learner of the game, like student yeah. of the game. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like Chelsea, at this point in his career, still searching for resources to get better. And yeah, because mm-hmm. he was doing West Coast before. So he really he actually had to innovate his offense when he came here because he knew the times. And he integrated that, and really you saw that offense start to come to a head in 2017 when he was playtesting the Mahomes offense with Alex Smith in Alex's last year here. And then obviously 2018 we see Mahomes get to use it, and we saw a bunch of plays we'd never seen before. I imagine that he's going to have probably 10 to 20 plays that we maybe. May, Maybe that's, know, that's, that's Maybe that's a little high. Maybe that's a little high. I think little. it's going to be at least 10 plays that we've never seen before. Because even even in the last two playoff games, we've seen them do things that we hadn't seen before, and teams just don't know how to defend it. We just haven't gotten this far yet. He's saving them up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, we are going to continue our Super Bowl coverage. You'll get, you'll get to hear from us after the big game. Yes. Uh, but where are you guys watching? I want to know what's going on. So hit us up on the text line. Where are you watching the game? What are your plans? To watch. If you're in Miami, I know a lot of people that are going down. There's a surprising lot. number of people like, I'm I'm going down to the Super Bowl to watch it. Going uh, down to Miami. I'm Literally, I could name probably 20 to 30 people that have hit me up like, oh, let's yeah. go. I'm going. Where are you going? Including my mother, <laughs> which I'm just not pleased about. She's lit. She's lit and she's going. She's going to. She's And I'm not. I'm just going to put it out there and I'm not happy about it. That's okay. <laughs> um, we know Bad Luck Chuck is not going. As he shouldn't. Yes. He has gotten such a great payoff off of this. Kudos to Bad Luck Chuck. He's got such a cool attitude about it, though. He does. I love this guy. He is is just, this is a great, great position for him. And he represents Chiefs fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, take one for the team. Yeah, good Good one on the the, the come up, man. That's a great come up. I should have done something like that years ago. (laughs) Should have done that last year. (laughs) Well, we are out of here because K-State will be in action soon. Thanks for hanging with us on another Live and Local. We out. We'll catch you next week after the big game. Catch you later. Overtime with Jillian and Chris, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.